What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 11 of the Future Money Show. Before you do anything, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and hit the like button so that we can get our YouTube algorithm working for us. Now, this episode is about NFTs. I have a guest on our show, one of my good friends who knows lots about the NFT space and is very knowledgeable. He puts us on to some good projects and we talk about the NFT space in general. It, it was really fun talking with him. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy the episode and uh, let's talk some NFTs with Joey Park. This is the Future Money Show. Okay, so this is episode 11 of the Future Money Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today we have Mr. Joey Park on here with us. What's our guest? How are we doing? How are we doing today? And I also, we don't have DQ here today. We have Bennett. This is his first time on the podcast. This is pretty much my best friend. We live together and, uh, and you know, he's got some questions for Joey. I thought he'd be a good addition to the podcast. I got some answers for y'all. So starting off, I feel like this episode, we're going to talk mostly about NFTs. Yeah. Um, what, what was your like first experience with NFTs? You know, like, how did you hear about them and, so and how did you get into it? When, when uh, I lived in Scottsdale, so last year I lived out in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I would wake up early with you. You would teach me uh, trading or like reading charts <laughs> and all of that and crypto. And I kind of noticed these NFTs coming out and they, some of them were going for like $10,000 at the time. And I, that just blew my mind because it didn't really make sense to me. It just looks like a picture, like a picture on the blockchain, but you don't really right. know, have any use to you. But once you like look into them, you can see that these projects, they bring value to the table. That's the reason why people buy them. And when I first found out, like uh, first project I knew about was CryptoPunks because one of my buddies mm-hmm. told me about it. And at the time, CryptoPunks were going for like $10,000. And to me, that was just absurd. But now looking back on it and hindsight- um, they don't have like a floor. They only do auctions now. So they'll do auctions through their website and it's just pretty much to the highest bidder, but they're going for like 200 K now at minimum. So if I were to have hopped on it at the time, even though 10 K sounded like a lot, it would have been worth it in the long run. Yeah. But there's, it's just hard with those. Cause you could have never seen NFTs coming out like how they did. They right. kind of came out swinging. So you saw them as you started getting into like trading and stuff. You, you yeah. saw these NFTs coming out. You said you heard about CryptoPunks at first. I heard about CryptoPunks and Bored Apes, of course. Yeah, I would see TikToks of Bored Apes all the time. Like when like they were at like 20K, people would have it on their Apple Watch. Like, oh, my Apple Watch is <laughs> worth 20K. That's, that's really how I found it. And it just intrigued me. And I decided to dive deeper into it. And you, you could realize there's like, it's a whole ecosystem. There's a lot of stuff going on in there. For sure. What was your, what was the first NFT you bought? First, okay. That's actually great. Because the first NFT I ever bought, it was like some crypto kitty gang. And it just was, it was just awful. It was, it was awful. <laughs> It went straight to, I bought it for 200 bucks and it went straight to zero. But the second project I went on, it was uh, by the artist. It's called Sneaky Vampire Syndicate. It was, um, the artist is the same artist as Board Ape Yacht Club. And I saw this and I started going in the Discord and grinding, just like talking to people. And so let me, before I explain that, let me explain this. So for every project, there's a pre-sale and a public sale. So the pre-sale is pretty much people who have been selected by whether it's the moderators, just the team as in general. So mm-hmm. those people get to purchase it earlier so they don't have to compete for one. 
And then usually in a public sale, it's pretty much first come, first serve. You're trying to fight and get one as soon as you can. They'll sell out in minutes, seconds. It just really depends on the project. Mm-hmm. So for the Sneaky Vampire Syndicate, I was able to get in that pre-sale, like, like get selected for that pre-sale. Uh-huh. And I bought two of them for, at the time, 800 bucks, which was about, they were 0.08 ETH each. And I bought two of them, so I spent around 0.2 ETH, just around there, for both of them. How's the gas fee? Yes, the gas fee, which is a fee that pretty much is just, you're paying to use their the Ethereum network, pretty much, in a way. So, yeah, with the gas fee, it was about 0.2, but I sold one for three Ethereum, and then I sold another one for 1.5. That's pretty good. So that was my second project. I went from my first project being an absolute dud went to absolute zero to my second one going absolutely crazy it's just really you have to put in the research that's really what it comes down to so what what put that second one apart from that first one was it just like the team behind it no it's it's the professionalism of the team it's like the the credentials of the team what they've done in the past how they're promoting it how they're building a community because a lot of these, almost all of these projects are based solely on their community. So mm-hmm. it's it's what the people, because they, they the community is what creates the demand. Without the community, there's no NFT project to be selling. Like you could buy pro- NFT, but there's no ecosystem. There's no secondary sales. There's none of that without the community. So, I mean, really what you're looking for when you're looking for those at those communities, you're looking for, I mean, what I do, is I'll, I'll look at their Twitter and their, I mean, if they have Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, and their social medias, and then their Discord. And Discord is, is huge in the NFT space. It's like, it's the bread and butter. Everyone uses Discord. What you're looking for is you're looking for a group that has a decent amount of people. Some, some good projects start with like a couple thousand people in the Discord, and that's, that's fine. And then some of the bigger ones will have like 180,000 people, 200,000 people. And what you're really looking for is to see how active the chat is and it's really not good if it's just people like i say grind for those the the early access or pre-sale spots but you really want to just be like want to see if people are having genuine conversations or just like chatting it up in the chat because usually if it's just like grind grind people will type in just grind and stuff just to get their levels up and that's not good usually and you also want to make sure that the team is willing to put themselves out there so you like they have to you don't have to do this but it's you know you could trust it a little more if they dox themselves because you know that they're putting their name on the project they're stamping it with their seal of approval so you know that they're putting their name on the line they wouldn't just do that if they yeah. if you thought it wasn't going to be successful that makes sense Okay. Well, how do you get, is it by going in the discords that you get whitelisted for something? Yeah, so every project will have different requirements. So some projects, it'll be like invite 10 people to the server and you'll get whitelisted. Yeah, that's why I have so many DMs in my Instagram. <laughs> yes. It's yes. all at it. Exactly. You just get a bunch of invites that, I, and there's lots of bots in the space. Like when you're in these NFT discords, you have to turn your DMs off completely because you'll just get nonstop spam DMs with just discord links. Discord. Dude, speaking mm-hmm. of that, I feel like, okay, so you know that how the full send like Metacard. Oh yeah, yeah, out. yeah. Okay. So my buddy got that. <laughs> I remember this. Mm-hmm. I like just clicked i signed up for their discord bro and as soon as i did that i got like so many dms from mm-hmm. like yeah it, it was saying like oh you've been whitelisted like click this link and they all looked like full send but they every single one of them was a different website mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly the, the scammers are, are are smart 
they they have they like will set up a whole website a whole minting website to where you like i've fallen for it before like i almost fell for it i lost four hundred dollars doing one like a couple months ago because like it was a dm and i was like oh minting is live now and i was like oh shit (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah that's what it was happening it was like you have 20 minutes to mint this exactly. and i was like fuck i gotta get my wallet <laughs> exactly no he, they... told, he told me like if i had some eth right now i would definitely buy it. yeah <laughs> i was like i don't have enough dangerous. ETH. i gotta get my wallet <laughs> it's definitely dangerous they they pull all the tricks in the book to try and scam you and that's what like if you have your you have to turn your dms just completely off if you're going to be in those nft discords or at least turn it off for those servers because you'll get bots you'll get just random people in the discord who are trying to send invite links it's just crazy okay another question i have i've noticed different blockchains or different yeah different blockchains are introducing like smart chain technology into their own you know their own blockchains and that allows for nft integration so you're seeing now like nfts Solana. on Solana. Yeah, yeah, Cardano now, some other ones. So okay. have you ever Polygon. messed around on some of the other ones? I mean, so Solana, there's been projects I've had my eye on. I've just never gone out there and tried out other like blockchains. I usually just stick with Ethereum because it's what I know and it's what I'm comfortable with. But there is really good projects on other chains. You just have to find them. That's really what it is because yeah. with Ethereum, it's more uh, it's more of like the mainstream, like the, the NFT project it uses Ethereum. And so that there's just a bigger marketplace for it and a bigger audience of people to sell to than say on the Cardano blockchain or the Solana blockchain. And a lot of companies like I know Adidas and they, they just dropped yesterday, Adidas and Prada. And um they did that on the Polygon chain because they were able to give it to everyone for free and they didn't really have to pay gas fees for it because Polygon doesn't really have the gas fees. So what I'm thinking is once Ethereum fixes their gas problems, I feel like most of the other blockchains aren't going to be utilized as much. I feel like once Ethereum gets their their shit together, it's going to it's going to be the main the main one used. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, cuz the, oh, people are opting to these other these other chains because it saves money because there's less gas fees because I mean, some people just really like the Solana blockchain. They think it, it runs smoother. I, I don't know too much about it, but I just know that there's a lot of people using it. And I, I was in a Twitter space um, the other week where they were t- a lot of big people in the NFT space are starting to make projects on like Solana blockchain. They think that it might take over, which is definitely possible if, if, you still keep seeing $150, $200 transaction fees on Ethereum. Yeah. It's just going to happen. Because, like, imagine you're going to the store and you're buying groceries and you got to pay $115 for a transaction fee. You're going to be like, hell no. Mm-hmm. You know? You have to pay $115 for your $80 in groceries. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it could be a $20 purchase, but you're still paying $150 to make the transaction go through. It's crazy. Do you... Do you have any questions? I have more. I have a question. I don't know if you're on TikTok, but I just wanted to know what you think about all those videos that hype up NFT flipping or just NFTs in general. And they say like, it's an easy way to make money. The thing is, there's with projects, most, not all, but most projects, there's always going to be someone left holding the bag. Like, yes, it's a very good space, but it's not a surefire way, way to make profits. It's not like every single project you're buying is just instantly doubling in value. So it, it does take a little due diligence of looking and seeing what projects are coming out with, what they're doing to make their project worthwhile. 
because just for instance, like the MetaCard, for instance, from the full send, they have a bunch of utility behind it and they are slowly announcing as time goes on all their different plans. So like they're going to be building lounges in, um, they said Newport, Miami, and I think LA. So like they're, they're opening up these cigar lounges, they're opening up all these things that you'll get access to for holding. There's a lot of NFT projects doing stuff like this, like Board Ape Yacht Club, they, they um, have uh, events throughout the year, which if you're a holder, you get access to, and then they'll have someone like Lil Baby or Gunna perform, and it's like really cool. So, or like another project that I was in is called the Hearts Project. It's like a, a community run type deal where it's a, a, a decentralized creative platform. So they're able to use the funding from the original sales and all the secondary sales in order to build these events that they want to do. They had a, a collaborated basil. They had like an art basil of their own that they hosted with another project called the doodles, which are now at like a 10th floor. And they have like an event where it's like an art gallery. They have all this stuff. They have merch and uh, they have like Gunna. I know Gunna performed there. So they had, and like Amine and all these different people. And like, you get to vote on like, what's going on with the community. So it's really just about like projects bringing utility to you because they're, they're trying to sell you on buying them. You don't have to do any, sell, you don't have to sell yourself. They're trying to get you in because they need you. You don't need them. So it's really just looking and seeing who's providing stuff that's useful. Mm -hmm. I like that. Do you think, what did the, what did the MetaCard what did they say they're going to do full set? They're doing, you said lounges. They're yeah, they're doing, doing like gyms. Lounges. Oh, are they doing gyms? There's a bunch of announcements that I haven't heard yet, but I know they're giving, they're going to try and give equity in, or stakes in the company to holders. Mm -hmm. So you'll be able to make money off of uh, just holding it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, actually. I feel like a lot of these like projects, these NFT projects, I like how you said how they're trying to get you. You don't need them. They need you. Exactly. And they're kind of like their own, like the new Web3 businesses, like brands, they are. you know, they are. like exactly yeah like if, if they if board ape has all the loyalty of everybody kind of like you know adidas does you know everybody yeah. wears it or actually no one wears adidas like nike does <laughs> yeah uh yeah like nike everybody wears nikes so like there's people who are just diehard nikes you know it's just yeah, like exactly. people are like diehard board age probably in the future and like what's cool and shit. what's cool is there's a lot of projects that are um so what they do is you hold the the nft and you'll they have like a token their own token and you'll it'll generate that nft will generate passive tokens and then they'll whether they have a game or they have just depends on what they're doing they try to create demand for that token so you're creating passive income with your nfts like there's one that generates like a hundred dollars a day something like yeah, that how much does it cost though a lot like how much <laughs> yeah like, well, how much is a like, lot 20 ethereum okay that's a lot that'd be worth it right well, now it would be worth it with ethereum tanks <laughs> and you, you said that's a in the nft gaming well they have yeah that's in gaming but they also like it's kind of hard to explain they some some like board ape is doing a token where the board apes generate 10 tokens and the mutants generate five tokens per day okay and that's why their floor has just been going absolutely insane like right now, let me double check with that. But I'm pretty sure Board Ape is almost at 100 Ethereum floor price. That's crazy. Yeah, which is a lot of money. And then especially over time, if you cashed out. Do you, I, don't you have a mutated one or something? Yeah. yeah. What does I that even mean? 
we were so talking about that. When the Bored Apes came out, they had the Bored Apes, and then they had another project where they airdropped all the holders a serum. So everybody that was holding a Bored Ape gets a serum, whether it's an M1 serum, an M2 serum, or a Mega Mutant serum. There was three different types of serums. And you got and one of them randomly? Yeah, just everyone got a random one. Okay. Mega Mutant serums have been selling for, the last one sold for $5.4 million. And um, <laughs> the M2 serums are going for like 30 Ethereum, something like that. And then the M1 serums are going for like 20 Ethereum now. But at the time they were free for everyone. And then if you had your board ape, you use your serum and then you burn serum, it gives you a mutant ape. So you'll have your board ape and your mutant ape. So you did that? Uh, I didn't have a board ape. I, I bought a mutant ape on the secondary market. Oh, I see. Which I, I got that for around 3.95 Ethereum. And right now they're going for, the floor price is 20 Ethereum. Wow. So yeah. when do you sell? Yeah, when are you going to sell it? Um, I'm waiting to try and earn the passive tokens. That's okay. that's kind of what I'm waiting for because that's like that why a bunch of people have been buying them. Yeah. And they have they like literally have not stopped going up in the last like four months or not four like two months two three months. They've just been going boop boop boop. Like when I bought it, it was on the way up, but like if you look at the chart, like the chart is just crazy. Bring that up. <laughs> yeah. If you're able to, it's on OpenSea. You could kind of just see how it's just been like a steady incline. You can see the chart right there. I mean, it's kind of spread out, so it's not as steep as you'd think. But like, if you look at it at 1031, yeah, like even in the last seven days, it's been crazy. Like you can see it went from like 15 all the way up to 20 something average price. And they're selling for like, you're right, like, like the M2. 20 to 30. So M1s are like not as rare. Like these ones. That's pretty sick. These are like the one of ones. Those top ones are like the one of ones. So these, all these people pretty much just got lucky. Yeah, pretty much. Like they probably had a nice board ape though. Cause it looks similar. It has all the traits from your board ape. Yeah. That's pretty cool. If you want to see mine, you could search uh, three, zero, three, four. There we oh, go. Oh yeah. So this, hey, one, this one's sick. Yeah, no, I like it. And if you click properties, you can see how like they, they, rank on rarity so like the, each thing has like traits so each one's ranked on how rare it is and there's about twenty thousand in the collection and that this is ranked seven thousand i think like the seven thousandth most rare it's not like crazy but it's more than it's like top 50 percent. so like in how i gauge the prices of like oh what should i sell this for so then i can see all the other ones that have that jacket on and what they're going for oh so that I could gauge like, okay, mine's like around here probably. Or like, and I could look at all the other traits and see what they're selling for and then make my decision based off of what other people have, you know, listed theirs at. I, one regret I have is not buying an M2 when I bought mine because I could have spent an extra Ethereum on it to get an M2. But mm -hmm. instead I spent like an extra 0.5 and got the one I got. And it literally, they, they go for like, a good M2 is like 25, 30 Ethereum right now, which is, if you think about it, it's kind of a lot. That's kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. So you said you're holding on to this to wait for, um, like... I'm waiting for the passive income. The, do you the know uh, generally, like, when that's going to happen? They've they've been saying it's in the works. They they haven't really announced yet. And that's, that's another thing. Like, even, even though nobody really has a set date on when it's going to happen everyone's still going crazy for it 
because they know it's going to be good. People are just trying, like, I know um, there was a guy who was going to buy a board ape, but instead of buying a board ape, he bought five mutants. So he'll generate what, not more, more like 2.5 times what he would have been originally getting mm-hmm. in like the passive income. So he, people are, are starting to sweep up the mutants because they're cheaper than the board apes, but they only, they only make, they make half, only half. So it's like the price is, it's not half of board ape. So like you're getting a better deal by getting the mutes. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's, that's pretty what, cool. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the mutant apes to hit like halfway, the halfway mark of board apes. Like, so mm-hmm. once it's like 50 Ethereum, 40 Ethereum is what I was thinking for my exit point. Cause it's it, cool. Yeah. I mean, like if I see, if I see anything else happening, then I obviously I'll game time decision. But as of right now, that's the, what my goal is. And when I originally got it, my goal was 10 Ethereum. But I saw that like it had potential, so I had I changed my game plan. I was like, all right, this is still going up. Like I don't see it going down. And I just I had to get one. It was just my I, it was something I had to do, and I had to hold. <laughs> I was about to sell it. I listed it, and I was like, no, 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 I can't sell. FOMO is real. It is, and like it gets kind of stressful. Like there's there's projects right now that I'm I'm really really interested in. It's called Invisible Friends. Oh, I saw those. Those are me and Bennett looked at their page. It looks yeah. So I've been I've been grinding in their Discord. I'm ranked about 230 out of like 300,000 people. So. I'm just waiting to try and get that early access whitelist spot so I'm able to mint it because I already know the mint price is going to be, they haven't announced it officially, but the mint price is going to be around 0.25 is my guess, 0.2, like it's not going to be above 0.4 they said, so Mm. 0.2, 0.25 is my guess, and they're going to instantly flip. So each person only gets one. There's 5,000 people that were hand-selected to get them. They are instantly, literally the second mint is done, they're going to start flipping for six to seven Ethereum. And that's just instantly. And I'm hoping there's people that paper hand and I'm able to swoop one at like four, but I don't see it going below four for like more than a second. Cause there's going to be, there's a lot of bots in the community like that will sweep floors. Like, like they trade, they're trading bots and they'll go and sweep floors and buy all these, these NFTs just automatically so you can't beat them if you're trying to just buy it with your fingers because they got the whole machine going <laughs> Dang, that's crazy maybe yeah maybe we should <laughs> maybe we should get into it maybe let's buy one together <laughs> let's try and get into like a project okay let's do it so I, what i have a list of like eight projects that are okay yeah let's end with that but first i have one last question yeah uh if you were to give some advice to some beginners who had never bought an NFT before, like us, yeah, uh, or like anyone listening, what would you say? Because I've I've been really scared to ever buy anything because yeah, I'd say other than you, there's almost no one I know that has bought an NFT and made money. <laughs> yeah, and everybody loses it, and I I don't know even where to start to pick. So um, I would say, yeah. I would say it's important not to get you like like you told me when you were teaching me charts and trading don't let your emotions get in the way and you can't you can't just jump into a project because like oh i'm ready to buy something like i had a buddy who who's like oh i want to get an nft really bad he showed me this nft i was like eh, i don't really know but he's still he, he wanted it he wanted it he needed it 
So he got the NFT and then he lost a bunch of money. And I was like, see, this is what happens when you don't you it's just all about if you're first just getting into it, I would say try not to buy off the secondary. And I would say try to mint. If you could get it on release, that's the best way, most likely way you're gonna make profit. Cause it's very like with with if you're in a decent project, it's not gonna go below the mint price it'll just usually go up. That's what's important because if you're buying on the secondary, it's a lot of speculation. Like you don't, you don't know for sure if it's going to go up, but with, when you buy it straight off the release, it's better. That's the best way to do it. Is there a way to like help your chances with that? Um, with like getting chosen? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, you kind of got to kiss some ass to the discord mods. Like you got to like kiss up and you just got to kind of go with the flow and just try to be helpful as much as you can. Like I kind of hang out in this discord, the invisible friends discord, like all day and just type and shit. Like I, I have over 6,000 messages in the server. Okay. So like I have a lot of messages. Like I'll sit in there for a while and like type. And then you said the, they'll kind of just like look at who's being active, who's Mm -hmm. helping people, who's the highest ranked and they'll more, you're more likely to get like whitelisted. Yeah. Like it's just based off your activity and if like they, they fuck with you because it's all up to them in the end. Like they could, they give it to who they want to give it to. So you're just trying to make yourself stand out in whatever ways you can, whether that's being helpful, whether that's making fan art, like there's a lot that make fan art. It's actually insane. Like it's almost like a requirement to getting whitelisted. Now you have to get fan art. You can make white uh, fan art. I can try. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's like, there's. I've seen you messing around with the graphics on your iPad. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we could try. We could, we could imagine you just made a bunch of that shit. Trying for sure. And then like, so like, whether it's fan art, there's a guy I know that does beatboxing videos. Like he's really good at beatboxing, so he'll go into like and make like a, a customized beatboxing video for that NFT, and then he'll usually get whitelisted. Like that's like he his, got white. He gets whitelisted for doing that. It's whitelisted it's a lot of stuff. Actually, or like wow. Invisible Friends, he got like a, a green suit, like a green morph suit. And he beatboxed and made himself invisible. And then he got whitelisted for that. Oh, my gosh. Like, you got to put some effort in, especially with, like, projects like Invisible Friends, because, like, there's so many people. There's, like, their their, uh, Twitter has, like, 300-something thousand followers. Their Discord has, like, 260,000 people in it, 70,000 people in it. See, but, like, I feel like that's how you know it's going to pop off. Like, Well, that's true. That's That's true. It's just once they're that big, it's a lot harder to get on that whitelist. Yeah. So it's about trying to find the ones early before they have that pop-off moment. So like what a lot of projects have been doing is they'll have, so they have their Twitter account and they have their Discord, but their Discord's closed. And what they'll do is you have to have post notifications on for their Twitter and they'll drop Discord links that only have like a hundred uses. So they'll let in like a hundred people at a time. So you have to be on it in order to get into the discord and you have to be in the discord in order to get whitelisted. So it's like a bunch of steps that you have to follow and you just have to be following the project truly. And like today, I mean, this is a little off topic, but invisible friends dropped merch and what they did, it was like a $150 bundle for like a hoodie and a beanie. Is what I got out of out of all the merch sales in the next two days, because it's only going for another two days. All the merch sale or all the 
out of everyone, 50 people will get chosen to be whitelisted out of all those people that bought merch. So they give you like an incentive um, to buy it. That's pretty oh, cool. Gosh. There's like no downside to them at all. <laughs> buy our merch and, we, and you can then buy our NFT. <laughs> it's like a, so smart no exactly and there's they probably got like i'd say like three thousand plus merch sales times that yeah. by 150 and they're they're doing well for themselves on just merch sales alone yeah i know but didn't board it just pass like a billion in like yeah they, they got an evaluation. they also got an evaluation for like I think it was like two billion dollars or something like that for the company. I could. That's cheap, bro. Right. That's cheap. Like, yeah, I feel like it's gonna go way more. Than Peloton that. is almost at zero, and it's still at almost eight billion. I I could be wrong. <laughs> I could be wrong. And with it's that a trash time. company. <laughs> You're telling me Board Apes is less no. relevant than Peloton. <laughs> No, I, let me see. I, that number must be wrong. Oh, my gosh. Still, I know they reached over a billion in sales, so they're at least a billion. Yeah, no, they're definitely in the billions. I, I mean, if you valued them, like, like tech stocks sometimes get, like, 25 to, like, 40 times that yeah. for their valuation. Yeah, like, a, a really oh, good mean- growth tech stock that does a billion in revenue might be valued at, like, 20 billion. So, and they're, they've been valued at 2 billion? I mean, something like that. So I'm saying it's so undervalued right now. Yeah. And what's crazy is like, I've been saying this to like my dad, because obviously I don't have the funds to go buy a board ape, but I've been trying to say, just buy one right now. Like just buy one. Cause like mm-hmm. when I was, I was begging him to buy one when they were at 30 Ethereum mm-hmm. begging, but he's like, I'm not going to throw that much money on speculation, which I understand. Yeah. But now, every time they go up in price, I give him a call, give him some shit. I'm like, Dad, you remember when I told you to buy? He's like, Yeah. I'm like, it's at sixty. It's at seventy now. I call him again. I called him yesterday, Dad. It's at ninety-five. Like, <laughs> are you getting it yet? Yeah, it's That's like, funny. When will the message go through? And I think for board apes, it's like almost always a buy. Like, it's almost always time at this to point buy. for sure. Yeah. Because it's just going to keep going up. And then what makes me excited is that the fact that it keeps going up, those tokens are going to be worth more. Those Mm -hmm. passive tokens are just going to go up in value and stuff. So that's exciting to me. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And they just had a mobile game competition, actually. And they they made a a game on iOS and Android. It it was like an app where you run around as a mutant ape. Have you heard of Axie Infinity? Axie, I have actually. That those are like the axolotls, right? Yeah, like it's kind of like Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. D- don't know too much about it, but I have heard of it. Pretty sure it's like the the characters that you play are NFTs, and they kind of like what you're saying. They generate more. Like I guess they make more axes, and they generate income. Yeah, like the, the the axie token or whatever it is. Yeah, and then you have to have three of them to even play the game. And I Dang, think. Yeah. When I heard about it, each one was like three hundred dollars. That's not too bad. Like, yeah, not too bad. I just, I just spent fifteen hundred dollars on um an NFT. It's called Slotties, and what they are, it's like a a premium membership. Like you're like a member to like they had they're partnered with like one hundred and twenty online casinos, and for holding this NFT, you get they, it uh, earns a passive token, which is about two dollars a token, and I, I think it's like five tokens a day something like that once or like 10 tokens if you stake it and then um they also have so on your thing you have a 
EHR, which is exclusive holder rewards, and a rake back. So the rake back, if you go and if you're playing on one of these their partner casinos and you have this NFT, you will get five or however many percentage yours specifically is. Mine's five percent. You get five percent of all the bets you place back. So you get rake back on that. That's and sick. <laughs> I think it's up to twenty percent. I think the highest ones have a twenty percent rake back. So you put a thousand dollars down and lose, you get two hundred dollars back. Then EHR is like whatever the casinos are making, you make a percentage of it. Which I don't know if it's a huge percentage. It just depends on which one you have. But you're making a percentage of that, which goes straight into your Ethereum wallet. That's so cool. Like the passive income part of it. Yeah. So like it's working with the casinos. And you can also, what they're coming out with, you could, so you place your slotty and you stake it. And then you give them another NFT. And people will be like, have you heard of Rollbit? Mm-mm. Like a website where like you, you know, those like mystery boxes that's like, it's like a mystery box. But with NFTs and you have like I a chance of crypto pond. Oh, okay. So you could stake your slotty and then stake an NFT and people could try and win that. And if they don't win that, you make all the money off of it. But if they do, you oh. get paid for that NFT, whatever the floor price is. Oh my gosh. That's so like you either it's like two upsides. You either sell your NFT and make whatever profit you would have selling it, or you make just profit and don't lose anything, which is pretty interesting to me. That's not out yet, but it's it's a little alpha, you know? Alpha. Yeah, that sounds sick. Um, okay, going into the last part. Yeah. You said you have some projects that you can oh. put us on. I'm not, okay, for anyone listening, this is not financial advice. No, not financial not, advice. We're not saying go buy I'm these. not a financial advisor. Yep, we're not but, saying go buy them. But if you have an opportunity to buy them, I'd recommend you buy them. Not financial advice. Not financial. But you should buy it though. <laughs> but yeah, but if you can, you know, it's a wise idea to buy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I'd so, say right now, there's a few I'm looking at. You got Funkles. The names are quite interesting. Tasty Bones, yeah. Invisible Friends, WGMI Interfaces. Let me go through a couple more. I got uh, Dippies, Toys, Weather Report. Weather Report's going to be a good one. Ugly People. Ugly people. <laughs> Wait, actually, that we looked at that one. That <laughs> yeah, we, we were was scrolling it through it, laughing at that one because it was. Horrible. Was it like the really realistic looking people one? Dude, there's some... oh, not that one. Oh. And what I've noticed a trend recently in like the NFT market is uh, women NFTs have been going oh, yeah. like World of Women or like Long Neck yeah. Women. Yeah, yeah or like those. there's one called Zipsies that just came out yesterday. So right now they they dropped to like a 0. 0.2 Ethereum mint price yesterday and they're going for 2.239 today and they dropped yesterday yeah they haven't even revealed yet so no one knows what their specific one looks like yet but they're still selling for that much wow and honestly what i've noticed is a lot of times it's best to sell pre-reveal before anyone knows what they are because that's usually when the price pumps the highest Mm. because people still have that chance at getting those super rare ones and so like you could buy it for the floor price and get a super rare one which is after the reveal is worth like 10, 20 Ethereum. Yeah. So it's kind of like a Pokemon card pack. You, you, you're holding this pack. You don't know what's inside of it, but you're kind of hoping for the best. That's what pre-reveal is. But then post-reveal, you could you could choose which one you want based off of whether you like looks, rarity, just whatever you like. Huh. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. I'm going to look into all of those. Yeah. A lot of them have those, that, those private discords where you have to be in through Twitter, but not all of them. 
and then WGMI interfaces, they're huge and they would be a great projects. Like if you can make some sick fan art for those, like that'd be the one, but they don't have a discord. They're just strictly through Twitter. Okay. So some, some projects are like that. Oh, and there's squiggles. Squiggles are going to be huge. If you look okay. at their, I know the names are just kind of weird. I bet it's, it's, yeah, but it works. Like, like doodles. There's one called doodles that are at a uh, 10 Ethereum floor. Dude, the, they did a project, a uh, uh, collab with the Heart Project, which is a project I actually have tattooed on me. <laughs> what? Wait, Where? Let me, see. let me see. I'll show you. It's on my leg. Oh. This is not financial advice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was an NFT, though. Yeah. It's just like a cool art piece, and I really liked it. They partnered with Doodles when Doodles were at like two, one to two ETH, and I regret not buying them. Because did, you, now, did you post that on Discord and get whitelisted? <laughs> I, I, I'm actually <laughs> really smart. I got a free one. I got a free uh, Heart Project NFT for getting it tattooed. Oh, let's do that. That's easier. <laughs> that doesn't have to be a real tattoo. Dude, let's just go get Invisible Friends. Invisible oh, no, Friends, no, bro. It's invisible. No, no, no. <laughs> I can't see it. There was a guy that got tattooed, Invisible Friends tattooed on him, and he didn't get whitelisted. Oh my dude, how could you not whitelist that guy? They said they said no tattoos will not get you whitelist and he still so got it's a, already a oh, thing. Like people are already doing it. Dude, yeah, people will get tattoos for whitelist on a lot of projects. It's kind of crazy. Dude, I would do that if it was like if it was cool art, anyways, you know? No, that's what I'm saying. That's like, why I got it with it's the art heart. piece, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's why I got it with the hearts, because I just really liked the art and it just looks yeah. cool. Yeah. So like, a little something. And it has a cool little story about how I got into NFTs behind it so i like it all right well thanks for coming on i think this this is probably good we don't know all of our questions awesome glad i could help yeah um thanks for coming on this was episode 11 this is pretty crazy Uh, in the comments let us know if you liked this episode if you want joe to come back on we can talk more about any questions you guys have oh yeah make sure you subscribe hit the like button and yeah Remember, this is not financial advice. Not financial advice. (laughs) But you should buy it, though. (laughs) But but you should buy it. See you guys.